Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. On my right wing is Neil, on my left wing is Tom, and I'm Nick, your false nine. We had a good weekend, didn't we? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, good. Much happier talking uh, today than I was after the Luton display. What about Toulouse? How good were you after Toulouse? Was not happy after Toulouse. Yeah, I remember that. Let's let's uh, all get our jokes sorry, out now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Nope, not going to say. I've already started <laughs> in a bad tone. At least we didn't talk about United already. Well, there it is. One. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. You know, I find it hardest when Liverpool Liverpool play really well because there's less to talk about. Well, that's going to be okay then because I don't think we played really well. We just played well. I mean, it would have been hard to play better, but I guess we'll get into that. Well, we I could have scored five. Well, with the two disallowed goals. But, um, you know, Klopp said after the game that we hadn't fully hit our stride yet. And I, don't, I still don't think we fully hit our stride. Yeah. But it was a stride that was big enough to beat Brentford, who were not a bad team. Yeah, exactly. This is the kind of thing that we really want. We beat them handily. Yeah. 3-0, for those that didn't see it. Um, And I never was really all that nervous throughout the game. There, uh, I don't know. I was a little shaky at the beginning. Yeah, there were certainly moments. I was think- I'm just thinking how this game could have gone if... Brentford had taken some of those early chances. Yeah, those early chances, like if they got that first one, it would have been like, oh, we got to attack a little harder and defend a little better. Yeah. but Which is every game, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's football. <laughs> Funny old game. <laughs> it's a game of two halves. <laughs> uh, but luckily, that was not the case. Before we dig into that game, one bit of news that we absolutely have to mention is that Luis Diaz's father was found and returned home safely. So... Yeah, that's good. Very so, happy that he'd uh, he was returned home safely. I was very sad to see he still hadn't grown. So. Yeah, since the fifties, it seems. <laughs> what a tiny man! He's a very very small man. He is. Yeah, he is. Diaz is frail. He's slight, but he's not tiny. This may be bad, Have you ever bad taste, but no wonder they took so long to find him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I know it's dark with the <laughs> sheep jokes, but that's safe. dark. <laughs> they, what do they do? Put him in their pocket and just walk off with him? Whoa. <laughs> No, I'm very glad he's, he's not a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, leprechaun. he's but, home. A lot of good stuff that we saw from that. So I, I have seen some footballers up close. Uh, like, oh, um, can't think of that Man City, Thiago Silva. Yeah. Yeah, really short. Sterling, really short. These people are like five, six, five, seven. That's why they're so fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but Diaz is, Diaz is so much taller than anybody in his family. Both his, both his mom and his dad are so short. I, I wonder know. if he's about the same... Height is the mailman, maybe, and the milkman, or uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. I, Interesting. The, wow, we have the, taco, the taco truck. Wow, is that I don't what know, we've what come to? I'm not sure. <laughs> so. Diaz, by the way, is five ten. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not a short guy. No. no, Diaz isn't. But his dad is really short. Okay, really take short. take two feet off then. Diaz Diaz is about my height. He's probably just a hair shorter than me. And so, I mean, I'm not a super tall guy, but I'm also not super short. Same height as Napoleon. Five ten. ten. Five ten. Napoleon was five ten? Yeah. yeah, lots of people think he was sharp, but it's not true. Oh. No. Well, that's good to know. There you go. You learn something new every day. Um, speaking of Diaz, he didn't play. No. He didn't come on. No. For this game. All right. Well. But he did play Thursday. Oh, true. True. Uh, do we want to get Thursday and out scored. of the way now? And then just get on to Brentford? <laughs> we'll just do them in order this time. I don't really have much to say about Toulouse. 
At least we didn't lose, is what I say. We I'm did lose. Pretty sure we lost. Did we? <laughs> oh, yeah. I fell asleep. That's yeah, how bored I was. I was not happy with Liverpool. On it was an awful performance. It was exactly what I was worried about going there. I think I said in the preview episode that I could see us being a bit flat. I could, yeah. I could see us. So I thought I thought we would be a little flat, and I thought we might only escape with a draw playing the kids. It was worse than that. We didn't play the kids. We we played a reasonably okay team, and Soboslai was not good, mm-hmm. and Endo was not good, and Samikas was, was atrocious. atrocious. So much so that a lot of forums were calling, and this was ridiculous, but a lot of forums, a lot of forums, were calling for Samikas and Endo never to wear the Liverpool shirt again. Wow. Oh, which was wow. ridiculous. Um, playing away to, at Toulouse <clears throat> in a midweek game that we... we you can tell just by the way we've been playing. It's not like anyone has really been taking the Europa League as intensely seriously. Yeah, as but we these guys would. should have been taking it seriously. They're playing Agreed. for a, a, a they're draw. playing for a, well, no, hold on. They're playing for a place in the starting eleven. Oh, I see. And it, it wasn't good enough. And I sometimes question Klopp's motivational chops for some of these games. We seem to suffer from more of these flat days than I think other teams do. I just City don't seem to have the same number of flat days as we do. We had a flat day against Luton, a flat day against Toulouse. It, you can't at this level have those flat days, and these guys should be up for it. I was disappointed in the passion shown by the Liverpool starting eleven. Well, uh, in fairness to your point, I mean, we just watched United, Newcastle, and City all have a brutal stretch there. I mean, City, I, I know they drew against Chelsea. We'll get into that and everything. But City have not been the same City. And we've talked about, like, the rest of the teams in the they've league. They've still been getting mostly results, though. Mm-hmm. And Well, they've got we, a bunch of bad results that you, we just never see City get, at least not in the last five, six years. It, yeah, it, it, I hear you. I, yeah. Toulouse is the one that it was like, okay, Whatever, get it out of your system, especially after Luton, where it's like we got lucky but that we drew. That's my problem: is to lose and Luton. Both. I think that's flat. where I was getting yeah. mixed up in the two games. I remember being at the pub with you on yeah. to watch the Toulouse game. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I get that it's the Europa League, but I agree with you. We should be. We should take every game seriously. I don't care if it's the first round of the League Cup or Europa, or if we're fighting for, you know, Champions League spots. The team that the was league. put out had things to play for. They had a. Now, they most of them got another chance on um, on Sunday. This, you know, despite all of the the forums out there calling for again, Gomez was another one. People were were signaling out really after game. what he had. The other, I, wow. I know it's it's crazy. Fickle. So, you know, I think the comment on Gomez was he's the only member of Liverpool's first team not to score a goal. Even Allison has scored, and in in his time at the club in the six years and. Uh, yeah, it's that. brutal. I know. I hate it's brutal. If you're, he's a, he's a center back. It's if not his job. If you're basing yeah. every, or is he a right back or a left back? If you're basing uh, every all. position that is a defender on goals, um, then um, it should be goals conceded, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I. You know, Joe so, Gomez not scoring a goal is not a reflection of his no, ability as a player. No. Anyone that's saying that is either it's plastic or fair weather. Maybe they came on when Liverpool was winning, and now they're going to talk shit about Joe Gomez, who's phenomenal this the last season. game they watched of joe gomez was in under 21s yeah maybe that's what <laughs> that's i mean where, yeah oh he hasn't scored a goal yet it's like no uh, and you know what if uh, he never does 
that doesn't mean I'm that he totally can't be a legend. Too. Not that he is a legend. I'm just saying, you know, we don't know how his career is going to pan out. He's he's still very young, and he's been playing really, really. He well. has, yeah. So just overall, I was disappointed, and I'm uh, with the Toulouse game. Uh, after the Luton game, I wanted some sort of bounce at, mm-hmm. back, and I just didn't see it. Uh, I, you know, things got a lot better after the Brentford game, so much so that I'd actually forgotten about the Toulouse match. Well, before we completely forget about the Toulouse match, what did we think of Ben Doak? I thought he had a great first half. I yeah. thought he looked great. He took on um, his defender. He was repeatedly beating him. Uh, half time when they took him off, or maybe sixty minutes. I can't remember when they took him off for Salah. I think the commentator at the point at that point said, "As if the defender's day wasn't bad enough, having to deal with Ben Doak. Now he's got the best player in the world coming to face him." And I thought that was a great tribute to Ben Doak. So I, I, thought, he, to I thought he had a great game too, and I have not been as high on him as you and some people that I've seen. Um, it's either people are really high on him or they don't even talk about him. It seems. I mean, he's not the finished product. I'm no, not God, he is. no, he's 18. Yeah. Um, but I thought he had a good game, and then I looked at his match rating didn't really reflect that, but I, 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 don't, I don't know. He was only on for a half. Uh, he had three dribbles. He was only dispossessed once. That's the big one where he's taken on a guy. If he can do that, even if he's scoring or not at 18, I just want to see him maintain the ball more than I really care about him getting goals. He was probably taking on the man a little bit more than Klopp would like. I think we prefer to be passing around players, not dribbling around them. Do you I think really he was showboating it. to show that, hey, look, I've I've come up in the world. This is how good I am now. I don't. I just think he, he likes to take a guy on, and uh, he's pretty damn good at it. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's young. He's so young. Elliot got a better rating for him in that game. Did, yeah. Did Elliot have a better game than him? I mean, he played more, I think. If I'm not mistaken, Elliot had a great game. Elliot's also got his age may be the same, but he's got a couple of years more maturity in the first team and knowing when to pass and when to dribble. Oh, as a footballer, yeah, he's got loads of maturity. In so, that. Yeah. so yeah, that, I, that's another big one. Where it, with Elliot, that's actually it's funny you mentioned Elliot when I'm talking about Doke having successful dribbles, not getting dispossessed. It's Elliot I'm thinking of. Yeah, where I'm going, Elliot is prone to these things. Ben Doke wasn't. And for a kid that's two years younger hence, and has way less experience, that's a really good sign. Hence my comment, because they play in the same position. Right. Well, yes and no. Well, Elliot played behind him this time. But. Uh, yeah, and, and it's very clear now. I mean, it's still crazy to me. He's only 20. Um, but that's because, as we'll get into in another episode, Elliot's been in or around the first team for five years now at 20 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's debuted crazy. at 15. That's that's so crazy. The only me. other person to debut at 15 was James Mike Milner. James Milner. That I remember of, at least. <laughs> not, for, not for Liverpool, though. <laughs> no, not for Liverpool. Just no. as I remember, that's the only person. Uh, Leeds, I think, right? Indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so Elliot, it looks like he's completely transitioning into the midfield. And honestly, with the way he's been playing this year, I know I was saying he's... I, it was literally this season on an earlier episode. I yelled, he's not a fucking midfielder. But I was wrong, and it really seems like he's starting to take to that role really nicely. So, you know, they're playing two different positions now, and Elliot's role would have been different than Ben Doak's too, um, even the way the positions are working out. Um, the, only, the other reason is, if hmm, you always keep saying it, Neil, Salah may be going in January. And um, if he does go in January, and we don't... Anywhere. Yes, but or, or he goes injured, let's say that. Sure. It's going to be Doak or Elliot. Right now. Who would you rather? Elliot. Marry, kiss, kill or something, isn't this game? 
Can I just have Salah for all three? <laughs> I only want to kill him so that he can't go play for another team. Uh, with his form Ooh. right now, too, there's an argument that uh, he's probably the best player in the Premier League right now. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think that Liverpool is going to be quick to send him anywhere. Um, which brings us to Brentford and Liverpool. Liverpool 3, Brentford nil. No, Let's you can do better. Talk about what? Liverpool 3, Brentford nil. There it is. Let's talk about it. Uh, Salah had two goals. Um one of the assists was from Samikas, who had two assists this game. So coming back from Toulouse with something to prove. And he had probably the best game I've seen in his senior career so far. Samikas was awesome all match. First goal by Salah was classic Mo Salah. Yeah. <laughs> classic Mo Salah. And he had a header. in this. Was it the second one was the header? Or was yeah. that the first one? Whichever one it was, he had a header. Yeah, I don't think I've header ever was the second one, yeah. and that was his 200 goal. Yeah, 200 in the goal. Premier League. Awesome, awesome. I, I don't or think English I, football. Can order. anyone remember Salah? I remember. It, I seem to remember him scoring off his shoulder once, when it came over and he tried to head it. He missed it, hit his shoulder, and it went in. And um, <laughs> we all commented, I think, at that day, "Hey, Salah scored with his head." And then it was like, actually, it was his shoulder. But uh, yeah. but yes, no, I can't remember. It's probably more hair than head at that <laughs> point. But uh, it yeah. is nowadays. <laughs> So two more goals that puts him at ten for the season. Uh, three behind Holland, who had two of his own over the week. But I think goal involvement Salah's had the 14. most in the Premier League. No, no, he's no. still behind. Still Holland. behind. Holland. Holland had three assists. Okay, oh. so he's at sixteen and Salah's at fourteen. Hesitation of VAR again. Uh, VAR v- sucked. Hold on. This hold is on. for the 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 header. There was. Hold on, they got ev- the the referees got most decisions right in that game. There's only one decision. No, I, I that's not what I've said. He- delay, hesitation, length of time that went by before they gave an answer. And honestly, so yeah, and the the first half, clear and obvious. I'm not You're this, always shouting clear and obvious, and dis- I this is my point. You're not shouting it right now. The, the decisions were fine. I think the only one I would have challenged was Matip. I don't think that was a yellow, but that happens. So whatever. Uh, the the decisions were all fine. It was every. It felt like every sequence the whistle was getting blown in that first half. Nunez had two just love goals. Oh. Yeah, and it just made the whole first half drag. When if you cl- cut out those, th- it was a really exciting game. Was it eight end. minutes out of that at the end? Uh, six for both halves. There I we think. go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So twelve minutes total in a relatively clean game. So I think Via has a bit of a strange impact on the game in the the referees the, the referees assistants when they i like the fact that when they think it's offside they delay putting the flag up until after the play is completed i know lots of people don't like it but i like it because i'd rather they let the play develop and finish and then put their flag up and make a decision because that resists preventing a good goal which otherwise would have been ruled off for the linesman's flag. Then the linesman raises the flag. I liked it. It should have been a quick check to see if it was consistent. I think the fact that Nunez's toes were off were yeah. offside, it was offside. It's the right decision. But if you can't quickly see that on the replay, then you just go with the decision on the field, which was offside. And don't bother drawing the lines for me. You just quickly bring it up, have a look. Is it clear and obvious the linesman was wrong? No, it's not clear and obvious. We go with the linesman decision. Could have been done. Five seconds. And it was, I'm agreeing with you, ridiculously too long a time. Yeah. 
I agree with letting it play after the offside possible. Um, because let's say it ends up a goal, but the, it wasn't an offside. It allows for human error just a little. The unintended consequence, though, is what's happening is the referee's assistant is 100% sure it's offside. He's not raising his flag. The play finishes. Then they raise the flag. And it's like, it's, it doesn't feel... We still want the referees to try and make the right decision. We only want them to hesitate on the borderlines. I think VA is having this unintended consequence where we're sometimes getting the ball progressing afterwards. Mm-hmm. So so it's not quite there yet. But I was I was happy with them. Um, I was happy with the officiating. I wasn't happy with the time it took for mm-hmm. the VAR. Yes. And, and that's why I was saying VAR was shit this game because it was just it, – it really impacts the pace of the game. I would say that this is the most exciting sport in the world. Obviously, I'm biased. I'm sure you guys agree with me. We're biased. It's our favorite sport. You'll die on that sinking ship. What's that? I said you're going to die on that sinking ship. That's fine. I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, I just think that with the introduction to, to... I mean, we're getting replay and challenges in every sport that didn't used to have them. This is football's answer to that, I think, to try to make... Now that the internet age is here and we have constant, never-ending replays of everything... They can't avoid it anymore, but it is just killing the pace. This, like I said, when I went back and rewatched the game, the the actual like, if you can take out as many of the whistles, that really it, it the game was super exciting. There was too many whistles for me for soft fouls. Yes, uh, that that was the other thing. The it's a contact sport. I, I think it's got ridiculous the the fact that you can't make contact with a player. I, I'd I'd rather have a few times when the defender, the f- defending person, takes the man accidentally instead of the ball. I'd rather let a few of those go than have, and it'd be the same for both teams. Then then have this ridiculous stop start for some of these fouls are not fouls. They're not. They're just two players going for a 50-50 ball. Oh, we Let were worried about play. a red card coming yeah, because for Endo. of a 50-50. Mm-hmm. For Endo. Could it yeah. easily have been a red card? It would have been ridiculous, but yeah. I could have easily have seen it given. Based on some of the ones we've gotten yeah. so far this it's season. It's just, just insane. I agree. The calling across Premier League itself has been insane. Yeah, it's so inconsistent. I mean, that City-Chelsea match, that was just... I mean, there were some calls in that that... We'll get into that a little later. I was actually trying to avoid talking about VAR today because I, I think it was actually a reasonably reasonably good week for VAR. So um, yeah, so. Ge- generally speaking, the officiating—I mean, it's always dodgy depending on who it is and what game they're they're. You know, it, it it's never consistent, and that's our problem. So we'll move off of the officiating. On Endo, thought he had a really good game, yep. or I should say, really solid game. He didn't yep. do anything bad. He had four fouls. He he's really aggressive. He's an aggressive defender, and that's, that's why he wears for- the gum shield. <laughs> I know, but that's what we want from a defensive midfielder. I think I, he needs to still improve his timing for the Premier yes, League. That's mm-hmm. where I was going with that. I think a hundred percent. I love his energy when he's on. He's great for the most part, but I think that's exactly it. His timing. He he's not used to the pace of the Premier League yet. So Endo and Simi got to play against Toulouse. Not good performances. They got to play against Brentford, a much better team. Admittedly, we're playing at home, but. Yeah, I thought it was solid performances. I think I said it last week that I don't notice defensive midfielders 
And well, I've been saying if they're doing their job, you shouldn't. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so I didn't notice Endo too much, which other than the um, incidents, incidents about the, uh, the the potential red card. So, yeah, I, I thought he did a great, had a great game, and he did enough to allow the others around him to play. Yeah, yeah. We've mentioned Salah's two goals. Mm-hmm. The other thing we haven't mentioned is Jota scored an absolute screamer. screamer of a goal for the um, unbelievable third. goal. Yeah, it felt like I was watching the 2000s again, the early 2000s, late 90s, one of those way outside, just screamer into the, the corner. I yeah. love those Edge goals. of the box. Oh, We just don't see them enough anymore because all the analytics say that you got to pass into the box and nick the, the, the goals, the easy goals to yeah. up your chances of scoring and all that. And then every once in a while, you'll see a guy come along, like Kevin De Bruyne, as much as I hate him, I love him because he's one of those guys that'll just... Well, I think you, it and I think you've got to take those shots on because if you don't take those shots, the box gets congested. By taking those shots, it actually creates the spaces. One hundred percent for the other times. It, um, there's a th- one out of three chance it might bounce back. That too. Um, you got to keep the defense honest. Yes, and that's 100%. a huge way to do it. You 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 got to. I mean, I don't like not seeing more. Just just take the shot. Don't do it stupidly like a couple of weeks ago when Sabasli was just rifling them right. in. But, I mean, if you see an opening there, even uh, just take the shot, you know? Like, like what you were just saying, there might be a deflection there. Uh, maybe you, you catch someone sleeping. Goalies are not expecting it the way that they used to, you know? And every time I see one of these goals on match of the day or whatever, it's usually the keeper is not expecting a shot to come out from out there. You know, you'll see him just freeze because it's just not, it doesn't happen as much anymore. Sorry, flashback to Peter Schmeichel doing a backpedal. <laughs> and my final point on Jota is he's never lost a Premier League game that he scored. When so, you told me that stat, I couldn't believe it. And yeah. that just makes me want Jota to be in the first team, even though I never want him. <laughs> I in know. The first I always team. pick DS first, too. <laughs> so uh, it's a bit of a weird stat as well. It's uh... Uh, You got to think if Jota's scoring, that means we're, we're probably well yeah. into the game, you know? So. Has he now the stat that I would like to combat that is how many times has Jata scored the winner in crunch time? Yeah, be interesting to look at. Yeah, yeah. So moving on from that, we already talked about Simi had a great game. Jata's goal. I thought Matip and VVD looked like vintage Mat- Matip and VVD. They both had really, really good games. Apparently that vicious I, foul that Matip committed. Oh yeah, what a <laughs> that was the one thing I didn't say. I was like, up until that point, I thought it was great. But Van Dyke, one hundred percent agree. Van and Dyke I think Allison, awesome. imperious. I believe I saw him described, and I would agree with that. That's it reminded show. me of him before the injury. I agree. I think the last few games Van Dyke has has. Up his level, that guy. Yeah. yeah, back to his almost best. <clears throat> yeah, I think this season in general. Yeah, I know everyone had a bad season last year, but now he's got a solid midfield. He's not getting exposed. He's not out on an island anymore. He can go back to being the Van Dyke that we know him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though last season we were all on him constantly, this season we're starting to see the same old Van Dyke. I think the captaincy has really upped his motivation. I think for the first few weeks as he became captain, we saw some some weirdness going on, but now he's the first guy in the scrum every single time. Everyone's yelling at the referee, pushing players away, and not just our players. He's pushing the other players away too. I mean, I, I He really, shouldn't really do that, but okay. He shouldn't, but I think he has so much respect around the league that no one takes it the wrong way, um, at least not from what I've seen. 
And I, I think he was the perfect successor to Henderson. Maybe even shove isn't was, the right word then. What's that? Shove probably isn't the right word. Guided them. Gently yes. guided was the yes. words I was going to use. Advised them to step away. Um, For their own benefit. Yeah. Um, Who's protecting the opposition in fact? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to see you get booked, buddy. Just go back Virgil there. the protector. Yeah. It's the future name. <laughs> I don't remember. I think I disagreed with with Verge being captain. I think I said I wanted it to be Trent or something like that at the beginning of this season. But uh, you know, I'm happy to say that I was wrong about that. He he's the perfect successor to Henderson. He's got the right amount of intensity. He has that respect from everyone in the squad. But he's also really he's not the guy shouting at the referees as much anymore. anymore. Exactly. No, he was. And up until the red card I, yeah that's exactly I think, what i think it was yeah. i think that kind of like he may have had a talking to like you do realize <laughs> that armband represents something around here yep yep can't be doing that verge he i may, would have gone with robbo i think is what i said earlier in the season but it's the wrong choice because robbo often needs calming down yeah he often goes off his glaswegian rocker <laughs> and um, he'll give you a glaswegian kiss he will so um <laughs> so yeah so while he's Motivates by intimidation. Of, uh, of, He's Liam Neeson right is what choice. he is. Yes. Robbo, yeah. Robbo would be a terrible captain. <laughs> I don't think as so. As much as I he's love captain him. captain of Scotland. Uh, yeah, well, he's around other Scottish players. It's a different story. <laughs> they can all understand him. I was going to say, no one can even understand Robbo. He comes Kenny back Leash was a great captain and... Uh, and nobody can understand him. That's he comes back point. from uh, Scotland from doing internationals and he has to go through language coach again. <laughs> uh, what other reflectors do we have from the match? Trent had a good game. Yeah, I was going to say Trent. So we mentioned him. How did we think Trent did? Uh, I think he did pretty good. His creativity was pretty good, I seem to remember. Awesome. Some great... Uh, and I don't seem to remember him being targeted totally by... They're not no. targeting him anymore. Not so, like they were. No. Well, at least Brentford weren't. Um, I, Alice, I thought really Allison has. also had a great game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah no question. Another clean sheet. Mm. Um, I think the whole defense just played phenomenally well. I, again, Samik is bouncing back, having two assists. Verge looking like old Verge. Matip looking like he's he's decided he wants to play again after last year. And then Trent. I, I like that you mentioned his creativity. And I like that you mentioned that they're not targeting him anymore. Because I've noticed that across the board this season. In the beginning of the season, we still saw them trying to charge up that side. But I think with the new midfield in place, the way it is assisting the defense. And honestly, I think Trent's defense has gotten better. I know he still makes silly mistakes here and there. But his role in the team is always going to pull him out of position. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So it's to be expected. I, and we were I was talking to Lewis, uh, and even he said that if your role in the team is to be more of an offensive player, the way it has been, or now he's kind of rolling into that pivot, he's always going to be... That's the chance you take when, yeah, you, when you put a player there. So, yeah, is his defense questionable sometimes? Sure, but he has to do a lot more than other defenders like Joe Gomez who just play a traditional right-back. Yeah, as say. a still maintain, as a pure right-back, as a pure defensive right-back, he is not the best in the world. As an attacking right-back, he is probably the best in the world. And put it all together, he's up there in the elite right-backs in the world. Yeah, That's Reese James calling. <laughs> well, Reese James could be out of the England setup because he's refusing to partake in the, uh, in the upcoming internationals. And so Southgate did warn him that his place will be at risk. So maybe there's a door opening for, uh, for Trent. Hey, before we move off the Brentford game, um, we 
certainly need to talk about the... Hang on. One yeah. second, I'm sorry. Trent is playing midfield in Southgate's England now. That is true, too. Yeah, uh, he's not playing right that back. Is, that's true. But, and he's doing really well there. Anyway. Good fact check. Good yeah. fact check. Before we move off Brentford, I don't know if we're, we're done on the Brentford game, but um, coming on as of, what, with three minutes to go, I think it was, or five minutes to go, a uh, midfield debut for James McConnell. Yeah. So oh, 19 yeah. years old, and, um, you know, great to see him um, get on the field in the Liverpool debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we move away from Brentford, I actually thought Brentford played a decent game. Yeah. Um, they yeah. like their defense was resilient against all like all our counterattacks and whatever else. But they on the threat, their counterattack was pretty good too. They didn't capitalize, obviously, but every time they went, as I said earlier, there was a few dodgy moments at the beginning and they looked really strong, but hands off uh, hands up to, you know, taking us on. At least they didn't, you know, lay down. Yeah, they didn't park the bus, which... I mean, they're not a park-the-bus kind of team, which we talked about last week. Uh, they're an attacking team, and they did their best, but this is not the same Liverpool that lost to Brentford last year. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of teams, as we play through that, that f- the first 19 times... They just walked through our midfield last year, I remember. Exactly. And I don't know, teams just seemed to... Th- I saw a lot of confidence that, that you see the confidence come out of their eyes by like the 20th minute. You can tell like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, this team really is the real deal. Flecken, their goalkeeper was pretty good too. Start, he stopped two shots by Yeah, Darwin. we could have yeah. easily have had more. Could yeah. have easily been five. Yeah. And we did have two goals disallowed correctly, mm-hmm. but we could have had five. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's all my notes on Brentford. Yeah, it was a good game. Happy to see a win. Players played great. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. So no. why don't we take a break? Welcome back, listener. It was an exciting weekend of football for the most part. Um, Let's kick this off with probably the game of the week. Chelsea and City. I mean, what a back and forth. That's why you you watch the Premier League. That is why you watch the Premier League. Yeah, total advert for uh, for the product that's being put out there. Yeah. Who wants to start? Where do we start? Go ahead. First, can we start with the result? Yeah, three three, four four. 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 Uh, <laughs> you've got no you tune it. You tune out early or something. So yeah. So four four, a uh, great result for us. I was at the pub. Uh, in that, uh, you know, City dropped points. We close the gap. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's that's awesome. The other thing that I thought was great for us is I think Chelsea showed how to beat City. I know they didn't beat City, but I think they showed their vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. And what was that? Balls over the through uh, around the back, big spaces to me. Um, so you guys can get into it more, I think, than I will. But I'm I'm curious as to because I agree with you, um, and I think a lot of teams are starting to figure City out a little bit. I know I mentioned it a little earlier. They're they're just not the same City that we're used to seeing in terms. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, they're still at the top of the league, obviously, and will probably win. But <laughs> we're seeing more vulnerability. I thought you said we'll probably win. We Which will. Liked. We will. We will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, I think the, those weaknesses in City, I don't know if it's their players aging, if it's Pep's system finally catching up. We saw that with Klopp when our players seem to just sort of start getting tired out. Um, it could be this. It, Pep could be seeing the beginnings of the same thing that we struggled with last year 
where older players are not able to keep up with such an intense system. I'm not seeing as much rotation. That pep roulette is not happening quite as much this year. Well, they lost mm. a few players like Maris and Gundogan. And De Bruyne. De Bruyne yeah. injured. Yeah, absolutely. They picked up some good players like Duko. Oh, that, Doku. Doku. Count Doku. Doku. Yes. Amazing player. Oh, yeah. So... And then Calvin Phillips, of course. Chelsea yeah, would beat right. him on the wings, yes. though, mostly, yeah? Um, Seemed like People it. like Sterling, ex-City player. Yeah. Great performance. Um, Snake in the Do the City, person who left City for 50 million back in, um, after one game of the season. Uh, Cole Palmer. Yeah, Great wow. performance. Mm-hmm. That kid is really making a name for himself this it's year. It's 50 million. He, he need to, there's been plenty of $50 million flops, like um, Cater. But um, oh. but um, <laughs> still catching strings. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, I thought you were going to say Andy Carroll, but either way, yeah. But, <laughs> Six of one, half but, a dozen. But of the Cole Palmer, fifty million is working Mario out. Mario Balotelli. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. I I saw some headline where Arsenal thought they were getting in Kai Havertz what uh, Chelsea are getting out of Cole Palmer. Yeah. it's like some wordplay like that, and it's a hundred percent true. The kid is he's still raw. You can see a lot of. A lot of like a Darwin sort of in him where he gets a little ahead of himself. But when he's composed and he's good, he is phenomenal. Super exciting player to watch. Nicholas Jackson, same thing. I've been kind of singing his praises all season. And uh, this Chelsea team that showed up to play City looks so much different than the Chelsea we've been watching all season. Like They were still very chaotic. We, oh, yeah. We may need to eat a hat, you and I, because... Nick uh, Neil did say they would uh, rise up the table. They and, gave up four and goals. Give in, yeah. <laughs> but they're getting better and better. And if Pochettino does put it together properly and stops leaking goals, then we could see a Chelsea that does end up in the top seven. Sure, but that's a lot of ifs. And yeah, but Neil's been right before. I've been, been hopelessly wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a, little bit of B. There's um, a little bit of chaos. <laughs> Newcastle and Burnley. I also um have. <laughs> said they're going to do a lot better and they don't seem to be turning any corners anytime <laughs> soon. In fact, Newcastle, we'll get to in a second, but their threadbare squad isn't going to, to rise. Well, what else do you have to say about uh, City and Chelsea, if anything? Um, I don't want to move off it too quickly. Like I said, it's the game of the week. Uh, it was just fantastic to watch two massive, well, I say massive, look at Chelsea, um, two big yeah, clubs, clubs going at it and not showing any resilience other than I'm going to outscore you. It reminded me of 2012s, just like, <laughs> I, I'm going to outbeat you. I'm going to outbeat you. I'm going to outbeat you. No. It's it's like the last round of a, of a fight where two fighters have just been kind of circling and dancing around each other and just decide to drop their hands and slug it out. Yeah. It was like, screw yeah. defense. Let's just see if we can well, Yeah, screw defense. There was a lot, I mean, the Akanji goal for City, there was just... Which no one? marking, no marking. Akanji's goal? I didn't yeah, know two. two. Oh, okay. He was yeah. The header where he was completely unmarked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there was some woeful defending. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah brutal. But, uh, but yeah. It, the Holland pen? What do we think? Never a pen. No. No. Couldn't believe they gave him that. I mean, I can believe they, they gave him that, actually. But Those brown uh, envelopes. Just ridiculous. Yeah, Cucurello like, was, uh, uh, was, was robbed there. Yeah. Just two, again, I mentioned it earlier in the segment that... Um, that let him play. That was just typical physical contact. Should should either of them uh, should either of them have been grabbing shirts? No, no. And I'm glad overall that we cracked down on the shirt pulling and things like that. 
but you if you're not going to call every shirt pull during the game you can't call that shirt pull there and particularly as Harland had hold of Cucurella's shirt um so 50 50 that, yeah. that challenge and that should have uh didn't the Chelsea manager get a yellow yeah. as well at the end of the game yeah, yeah he, he also apologized immediately afterwards um mm. he he thought that Chelsea still could have scored and didn't think the whistle should have gone for the end of the game he oh, thought that's the whistle, what that should, was yeah, the whistle oh. should have gone for a foul and Chelsea should have had one more chance to win the game and I also so, think they didn't put enough time on the Well, end. that's why Poch was mad, because he felt there wasn't enough time, and um, he felt they could have won it. Yeah. And he actually unequivocally apologized to everybody concerned afterwards and said he was just flat out wrong. So um, nothing to see here. He didn't shake Pep's hand because he was too busy arguing the ref. Again, nothing to see there. Oh, He's apologized. Yeah. Yeah. Poch so, is a class act. Yeah, nothing to, nothing to see um, in any of that. Honestly, I think Pochettino is almost dull. A lot of the time. So, no, it's seeing him get fired up. I kind of liked that because I do like him as a manager. I hate Chelsea as a club and everything in their very brief history. But yeah, in fact, the chaotic nonsense of Chelsea on the field this year, Potcher stayed calm throughout. Mm-hmm. Now they put some sort of performance together and the Pochettino got fired up. So it was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, so, Thiago Silva sco- scored, yeah. becoming the oldest player in the Premier League wow. in over a decade. Really? Yeah. Wait, how old is Thiago Silva? He still looks like he's like 20. nearly 40, I think. Is he yeah, really 30, that I thought he was 37, but he may be older. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so, that he becomes the oldest player in 10 years to score a goal? Let me see if I understand this correctly. Like, in the last 10 years, he is the oldest player to have scored a goal. Yeah, I'm guessing that's whatever the Premier League said. Oh, interesting. Well, good for him. I don't like him. But, you know. I'm guessing. Oh, here. Let me reread this. Okay. Thiago Silva scores for Chelsea, becoming the oldest player to score in the Premier League in over a decade. Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. He also scored uh, OMG. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. And he's the uh, ripe old age of 39. 39. Wow. I told you he's he was, older than Milner. I told you he was close to 40. It's wild. Um, and then Cole Palmer gets the 95th minute penalty, which was a penalty. That's like stabbing yep. or stubbing a cigarette out on somebody. That was that's what it looked like and that, felt like. That was that was a, a penalty. I know I saw oh, yeah. a bit of this but in that head. For Cole Palmer to come up and take that penalty oh, was like cool a, as anything for a guy to to step up. He played for City earlier in the in the year, and for him just to to just be cool as anything and step up and slot that penalty away it was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, real young guy. Uh, I think we have a fact correction here. Oh, no, it's mm. not a fact correction so, so much. It's just a clarification here. So, Thiago Silva, mm. yes, is probably the oldest player. But um, the only older players to score in the Premier League, Ryan Giggs, 39 and 86 days. Ooh. Dean Windass, 39 and three, uh, 235 days. Teddy Sheringham, 40 years and 268 days. And that's all time, right? That's all time. Okay. So, that explains the decade thing because Ryan Giggs would have been a decade ago. Exactly. Interesting. Oh, that's kind of a cool stat. Or there, I was thereabouts. confused at first, but I like it. So was I. <laughs> and I'm uh, the one that wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on from City and Chelsea, uh, Bournemouth and Newcastle. Dominic Solanke. Yeah. Wow. We made a joke. Well, we all said what the score would be, and then Nick <laughs> comes out with, it's going to be an upset and Bournemouth are going to win it. You've heard it here first. <laughs> I always um, knew. Congratulations. <laughs> well, we all called 2-0, and um, you made the joke. I think it was like, no, I meant 2-0 for Bournemouth. And it was like, yeah. And then like, no, just joking. Well, you should have stuck with it. Shit. 
<laughs> well, it was a good game. Uh, interesting. I I know Newcastle have some injuries right now, and and they're really struggling because they don't have the squad depth, and they're in Champions League, and blah 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 blah. But against Bournemouth, well, hold on. Newcastle squad is completely depleted. Right. They've got. They've started a seventeen-year-old, admittedly a seventeen-year-old that was um, a lot. They bought for a lot of money, and then an eighteen-year-old come off the bench. Now we've had some seventeen-year-olds and eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> we just talked about before, mm-hmm. like James McConnell. So, um, but they are hurting. Yeah, they've got a lot of injury problems. Tonali's out suspended with his gambling irregularities. So, yeah, they've got a variety of different things hurting them. Playing a lot of games is hurting them, but uh, they'll get reinforcements in January. I'm sure they will. I wonder where they're going to get the money. So we all know they have the money. Their problem is a financial fair play. Right, right. So and they have honored it. So this is just a, I'm going to use a baseball reference, left field. Neymar has been taken off the squad in wherever Saudi Arabia All team. of those Saudi Arabia players, Firmino's not on the squad. No, 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 no. I'm just, just curious. Yeah. If Neymar is as good as we'll say he thinks he is, do you think Newcastle should go after him? I mean, in January, for what he would cost, I don't think it would be smart. Um, Neymar's not as good as he thinks but it's he is. A, not anymore. He's not. No, he's not. He's not the same player that that he was. Never he, was for me. No. I mean, he was. He was one of the best in the world in his prime. Best at play acting. <laughs> no one's been hacked more. Than, listen, I'm not defending Neymar. I'm just calling it what it is, and that's. It was like he was taken by a crocodile the number of times he barrel rolls. He he eventually <laughs> had to start doing. If you look at when he was young. When he was young, he got hacked down so much that he had to start doing that because they weren't calling the penalties. Oh, I read a whole article like excuse. about this. I've seen groundsmen roll less than him. Well, I don't know what they're doing. Next, he'll say an excuse for Maradona's handball. <laughs> no, I won't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Um, he couldn't have reached it with a 10-foot pole. That's why he used his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Still a bit salty about that. Yes. I, I get it. I get it. Um, so, yeah, at Newcastle losing to Bournemouth. I wouldn't have expected this even with the issues that they're having right now with their squad. Bournemouth are doing all right. They're and a better team. I, better than they, yeah, yeah, I agree. They played us real hard in the, the League Cup, too. I the, mean, the, the bottom three will get to later. They had 13 people, kind of. They had the wind. 12, 11 people and, you know, the ghosts that were in the wind <laughs> yes. helping the ball along. Bournemouth are out of the, um, the bottom three with that win. And um, yeah. another team that's uh, off the bottom of the table is Sheffield United by getting a draw against Brighton. And last week I said Tottenham and Brighton are going to sink like stones now they've got their uh, various injury problems. And uh, that was one thing I was right about. So. Yeah. yeah. So a broken clock is right twice a day. Indeed. You don't give yourself enough credit, Neil. You, you say a lot of smart things on this show. He does. You say a lot of smart things around the pub as well. Mm. And you're, I'm like, mm. you should be a pundit, Neil. <laughs> and people yell at you. And then you end up being right. <laughs> Like me. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so Newcastle, I almost hope, they made the top of the table exciting, and I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't want them to be losing to Bournemouth. I, 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 want the, the, I want there to be a top eight clubs that are all within a few points of the league. This is why we watch the Premier League. Exactly. And I don't like when one of the top teams is, is like dealing you'll, with what we dealt with You will have year. to deal with Newcastle for the next five years. Oh, so, um, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. I take it back. Yeah, t- take it while you can. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Whatever. Um, next up, I want to talk about. Uh, well, let's do Wolves and Spurs. Ha 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 ha. 
<laughs> I believe that was the exact notes I put in our agenda. <laughs> was just a million ha's. What's going on? What's up with Spurs? They that, ran out of steam. They, again, a lot of injuries. Yeah, a lot of injuries came out on fire. They were like a a hot knife through butter early on, and um, it was a. It looked like it was going to be a bloodbath. And what they scored in eight minutes, and every attack was just cutting through walls. It was. I thought they were going to be like four nil up yeah. and a half. Yeah, <laughs> Tottenham were dreading so, it. So Wolves, brought on four different changes. It was a completely different. Well, kind of a different team from previous game where they were well yeah they had all these injuries yeah. and changes so they they uh, so Postacoglu said he was gonna keep playing the same way yeah, and boy he did said he his name right i did i did yeah. he's been practicing in the mirror i have all right so, so Postacoglu, Postacoglu, Postacoglu. got it <laughs> whoa, got whoa, it whoa. Right. he's gonna appear yeah, like beetlejuice <laughs> <laughs> so he he our first guest <laughs> <laughs> once i said he got it right then he he stuck to his um he stuck to his way of playing might regret it now but um but yeah didn't have the resources to play the way he typically likes to these players hadn't trained together before and they looked great for the first half they gave everything but i think they forgot the game was 90 sorry i think they forgot the game was 100 minutes long <laughs> and second half wolves came out fired up uh they had had a good talking to at the at the half clearly came out a different team and it just looked like a matter of time before Wolves got the tying goal. And I'd just about given up that they were going to be able to get the ball in the goal when not one, but just like a bus, not one came along, but two at the same time. <laughs> so two quick goals in a injury time. Bang, Tottenham go down. This is the, you know, if City and Chelsea were the chaos and the excitement, this was the big dramatic yeah. game. And to your point, you keep saying it. This is why we watch the Premier League. Because this is the kind of stuff that happens. You, see, you watch through the 90th minute. You can't look away no matter what's going on. When Spurs, I had this like weird little feeling in my gut that I was like, it's still 1-0. Oh, I thought I thought Wolves were going to get a goal. Yeah. I just didn't expect two. No, I know exactly. <laughs> I, I, I thought for sure, like, oh, they're going to nick one here. They're going yeah. to pull a draw out No, they deserved it. They deserved a draw. That wasn't... A, they it, didn't uh, give up. Yeah. Unbelievable performance by Wolves. Um all right, last game to talk about, United and Luton. There's not a lot to say about this. United won as you'd expect them to. I watched the first part of this game, and I did think that it was all United against Luton's rearguard action. And oh, I like I, that. Rearguard yeah, I thought that um, I thought that Luton would possibly going to get away with it. did you get that it. word from? I thought Luton were possibly going to get away with it. But I had to go out, and when I checked my phone, I was not surprised to see. Oh, look, they uh, they won it one nil. They looked poised to get one late because I did watch the whole game. Yeah, and I thought for sure, I'm like, they're gonna do it. They're gonna, do it. <laughs> they're gonna do it. They're gonna Liverpool them. United have lost, and this, that's the third reference uh, that we've made for them. I think now, mm -hmm. but United that's four did lose. Scum. We're did, talking about the game. You're allowed to say United. Yeah. <laughs> they did lose um, Hoyland to injury. So and, he did go out. Yeah, and okay. they lost Ericsson to injury. I saw that. Hoyland was a weird one. He w was grabbing his hamstring for like four minutes. He kept sitting down because he couldn't walk, and they just left him on. Now we'll see if they've just really been injured for the um, international break or not, but what I'm hearing is uh, is out till the end of November for, I think it's the two of them. It mm. looked like he, because so. he kept looking, like, I'm not 
I'm not this, faking this. No, this I like. I'm hurt here, and mm. I don't know. Now I'm inclined to think the Ten Hag's just the shit house. Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking like, is he doing this on purpose, or was it really not clear that Hoyland was was feeling something? A hamstring's not something to mess with. You know, if it's like, oh, my ankle or something like that, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, walk it off. But I don't know. Wow. He's Thanks, a, coach. He's a, <laughs> he's, a, he's a really good player. I, he's not playing well for United, or at least not as well as people expected him to. I wonder if it's the team and not the player, because Hoyland's quality. There's a lot of players out there that if Klopp put their arm around the shoulder, he would unlock potential. Sometimes yeah. Klopp puts his hand around the shoulder of people for perhaps too long. That's a bit of a complaint that we've had about, and I mentioned Cater for the second time mm-hmm. in the episode. But um, but yeah, you, you feel that Hoyland with the right manager would have been a different prospect. Yeah. Or would have fulfilled his potential. Mm, for sure. Um, you mentioned Luton a little bit ago. Rob Edwards didn't change anything from the, the game against us. Yeah. Yeah. Complete same squad. Like yep. he, he believed in his players. He liked what he saw against us. So why not go for it? There's a couple of players I really don't like in his team. And Ross Barkley. Two weeks in a Sorry, row. Sorry, I say that out loud? I mean, he's a good player. Yeah, when he played us, Who's it felt like he was forward? playing a derby. Yeah, I know. Who's that? The the shit house forward from City, um, who who was laying all over the pitch against us. He goes down. Kabore. Like, he's not a forward, isn't it? Kabore, the one with the dreads. I think you're right. I I, I think you're right. I think it's he Kibore. is. He's he's a left wing. Yeah. Um, I don't know Luton that well. No, I don't either. I've just noticed him watching them in mm. back-to-back weeks. I think these are the first two times I've watched Luton in back-to-back weeks. And uh, he was, I, you know, he might be a talented player, but he's a frustrating guy to watch because <laughs> he really is just one of those. He dives, he plays a little dirty, he'll go in for harsh tackles and stuff and then complain to the refs and then dive in the next play. I just don't like those kinds of players. And luckily... It is Kabari. He's actually a right back. I thought he was a right back, but... um. Is that one thing? Yeah, he's a it's right Gabora. Back? He's a right back. Yeah, he just like Trent. He gets all the way he, up on the wing. He plays in overlapping. Oh, sorry. okay. All right. Interesting. He's Kyle Walker's replacement at City. Ultimately, is what they're looking for. Oh, interesting. Okay, he's on loan to Luton. Yeah, from City. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if they sold him. Um, the thing that surprised me the most about this game is that Luton played United just as tough as Liverpool. I think Liverpool are a better team than Manchester United. Um, well, I think you said it last week, though, as well. Kemp Throat is a small pitch. They mm-hmm. played at Old Trafford. I know. That's my point. That's the difference. Yes. Okay. So I was just seeing if 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 we all kind of saw that there was probably more opportunity for United. Like, if, yeah. if that was at Anfield, Liverpool can probably create the space to put two or three past them, maybe. We'll find out later this season. Maybe I'm just making excuses. Probably just I, making excuses. You know what? For United, I think they were... Um, 10 men down from the 90th minute, really. Like, having Maguire on that field is just a waste <laughs> of time. So basically, so 10 men united. 10 men united versus Luton. This is he had a really good game. Actually, Maguire's yeah. having in, a really good season. This is, uh, you know, I think... I'm just picking on Maguire. Yeah, you are. Uh, un, <laughs> uncalled for at this point. All right, so. fair enough. He's had he's had a couple of really boneheaded mistakes, but for the most part, he's having the best form that we've seen from him in the last few years. Which again is not saying much, but he's not the same old slab head that we're used to seeing, at least not right now. So good for you, Harry. You got one back. Um, Everton managed to beat Palace uh, in a close one. That was a really exciting game too. I did watch that one. Arsenal absolutely brutalized Burnley. <laughs> 
I don't know what Burnley's doing, man. I don't know what company's doing. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. They're just not ready for the Premier League. You're getting fired after the international break. You think he's going to be the first one to go? I said it last week. Uh, I didn't. At first, last week, I said, nah, he's not going anywhere. And then I looked down the rest of the managers and I was like, yeah, he's probably the one on the line. (laughs) He's going to be the one that goes. Um, I don't think it's going to help them at all. I, in in my opinion, don't fire him. Just take the drop and let him keep working with this squad because he did have historical success last year with them in the championship. So Agreed. Use the parachute payments. Bring more talent into the squad. Don't fire company, but they're probably going to. So, I don't know. Um, this is the eighth time that... Um, Ramsdale hasn't started for Arsenal. Yeah, Ray is the number yeah. one there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's... he's is that bad? Because he was England number one for a while. Eh, I mean, he's just not... He, he He's not the ball-playing goalkeeper that um, the prototypical Pep wants. Oh, sorry, I said Pep. Oh, no, that's what I meant. <laughs> he's not Edison, is what you mean? No, uh, well, yes, but I was making a play on, a oh, play I know on um, Arteta, so Arteta is well, Pep. Edison had a pretty rough Pep game. 2.0. Yeah, Edison, uh, Edison had a rough game, I agree. Is this, a, is this a good time, even though we're off the City game, can I just say I think that Edison's a bit overrated? He's always compared to Allison, and I think their leagues are They're two different goalkeepers. I know they are, but when you're a shot stopper and you let four past you against a team that's sitting, what, ninth? But, he, but he's not a shot stopper, isn't Edison? Edison's a ball-playing goalkeeper. Sweeper-keeper. But it's not the old. Allison's older. more of the, um, <clears throat> the shot-stopping keeper. Allison's a, a prototypical sweeper. I just think Edison's more so. Oh, he's not doing a very good job at the most Edison's no going better distribution sorry, Edis- than Allison is. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. Is he really? He can take, as I they're said Brazilian, last week. They're both Brazilian. Come on. I mean, they both like playing football <laughs> with the ball at their feet. <laughs> That's um, fair. And so neither fair. of them are the number one goalkeeper no, for Brazil. Moment, no. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, other than James Ward-Prowse having two assists against Forrest and their win, uh, I think it's about time for a break. Welcome back, listener. You're just in time for a cup date. Neil, take it away. Well, in a absolutely no surprise to anyone, out of three pundits in this room, 10 games, that's 30 possible score predictions. Tom, has it a guess at how many in totality out of 30 games that we got right? <laughs> Between us or... Between all 30 games, oh. out of 30 games, how many... Of those 30 games, did we correctly predict the exact score? One. And who got that one? <laughs> what? Wait, is that I want to say me, but you, it's not. You, you've got more of a binary kind of looking scoreboard. It's more like zeros and ones for you, sir. If, um, you, if you say them out loud, I'd probably program myself to do something. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only person to get any result exactly right this week was Nick, who correctly predicted Villa 3, Fulham 1. That was the only correct result from any of us. Unless you count the, the ramshackle Bournemouth prediction, <laughs> which yeah, we you, don't. <laughs> no, you can't count that, I'm afraid. I know. So, um, and, uh, unfortunately, one team in the Cup date is actually looking for a new manager this week. Um, it's been decided that um, the performance of Tom has been so woeful that um, his um, <laughs> six-year-old daughter is going to be taking over doing <laughs> predictions instead. So um, she just, She's only five. <laughs> Well, there you go. I got that prediction wrong, too. So, Thanks, so, Nick. So, 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, what is it that um, Anne Robinson used to say? Uh, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I thought he was just going to tell me to f you. <laughs> <laughs> so. What this means uh, is, uh, in this week, I think we all know, in last place, Tom with seven points. I'm getting the wooden spoon, I think. <laughs> uh, you are 11 points adrift of uh, mid-table mediocrity, otherwise known as Neil, um, <laughs> who's got 11 this week. I love how you're so. talking about yourself in the third person. <laughs> so... He's unbiased. <laughs> Perfectly so, objective. That so, yes. dickhead Neil. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, Dickensian. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yes, 11 points for myself, taking my total to 130, uh, which unfortunately doesn't close the gap. In fact, Nick has lengthened his lead, and um, he got 12 points this week, so he's stretched his lead to 12 points. So, again, we have um, Tom with 7 points this week, 119 total, trailing Neil, who got 11 points this week, 130 total, and um, looking deep into the distance to see Nick disappearing over the horizon with 12 points this week and 142 total. Keep looking up. Keep looking up. You can just keep looking and looking and looking. It's a, just a I think he's looking long instead way. of managing. Yeah, exactly. Oh. There's less points between me and you than you and him. Yeah, but you still suck. <laughs> Well, luckily for everyone, we don't have to make any predictions this week because we've got the international break coming up, which now leads us into our closing thoughts. I just want to remind everyone with international break, we are still recording an episode for Thursday. We're just going to do something a little different. So you'll have to tune in to find out what we have to talk about then. On that, Neil, give me your closing thoughts. My normal closing thoughts for international break are the same as today, which is please get no injuries. Uh, I just want our players back. I think we're building something. I I th- think I would. I don't think this international break is coming at a good time for us. I think I'd rather we keep playing because I think we're building something. It's weird. It's only a week long as well. Yeah. So um, just no injuries, and um, let's keep building when we get back. Cool. Tom. I agree with Neil. Uh, no injuries. Look at Robbo. Um, yeah. Imagine our team with Robbo. And that's that mention. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, no injuries. And basically just like, I think I might put some effort in to watch some players. Give me some players after this, ga- after this show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good shout. Um, really, really happy with the result this weekend. Most happy that we saw Endo and Simi shut up detractors from thursday i think that was the big thing that i took away because you know we've talked about many times neil and i have a soft spot for simi and uh um yeah yeah neil sorry for another last thought but we are liverpool you never walk alone well put you know what let's close on that Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram at Come On Red Men Podcast. Give us a follow and make sure you listen to our very unique episode Thursday. Thanks for listening. Chat to you soon.